What is up, Jesus Youth? I miss you so much, uh, but this is a, a great way to continue to connect uh, virtually. So uh, we are going to continue on in our teaching in the Psalms. And uh, I don't know if there's anyone out there like me, but I am a raging extrovert. So not having our youth gathering has been so tough and I don't like it. And I miss worshiping with all of you and praying with you and teaching the scriptures live and being in the same room. Um, So this is going to have to do for now. Uh, But I've been loving our time in the Psalms. I think that God actually has been doing some really powerful stuff through this. So if you could grab a Bible wherever you're at, grab one and turn to Psalm 22. That's where we're going to be today is Psalm 22. Uh, I chose Psalm 22 because we are heading into uh, what the church has called Holy Week for centuries. And this is the time where we prepare for Easter. Because I don't know if you remember this or are aware of this, but Easter Sunday is actually this Sunday. I feel like I've just been cooped up in my house to the point where I don't even know what day it is. But uh, Easter is this coming Sunday. So Holy Week is a time where we prepare for Jesus' death on Good Friday, but then anticipate celebrating his resurrection on Sunday. So Psalm 22 is a, a psalm that Jesus references on the cross. So I thought that it'd be really good for us to pay attention, but I think that there's actually stuff here for us. And as we watch how Jesus used this psalm, we can step into using it in the same way. So hopefully you've got this open in front of you. And before we read this, I just want to set this up just a little bit. I just want to ask you, have you ever had a moment in your life where you feel like God was far away, that you were abandoned by him, forgotten by him. Maybe something really terrible went down in your life or in your story, um, and you felt like God wasn't anywhere close to you. I know that there have been times in my life where I have just been asking that question. Dreams that I had for my life had, had died or hard things in my family had been going on, and I was like, God, where are you in all of this? Um, forgotten, abandoned. This is a really common thing to be feeling. And what I love about the Psalms is that they don't pretend that these moments don't happen, but it actually records for us the prayers of the faithful people of God being honest with their feelings and with their emotions, but bringing them all into the presence of God. So, Jesus actually gives us a perfect model of this as well. As he was was bleeding, hanging on the cross, being nailed to a Roman execution stake, he calls out Psalm 22. He's honest, he's real, and he's raw. And when he calls out this first line of Psalm 22, what it's supposed to do is bring to mind for us the whole rest of the psalm. So picture like this. If you say one line, like uh, if I were to say to you, may the force be with you, 
right? Just one line. It would bring to memory this all of the Star Wars movies, all of the adventures, all the danger, all of the, the terrible prequels, right? It would just bring all of that up to mind. And in the same way, Jesus is going to use this rabbinic technique where he quotes one line from a psalm, but it's supposed to bring to memory the whole rest of it, okay? So I'm going to read for us from Psalm 22 so you can kind of understand what Jesus is going through and the headspace that he was in on the cross. You guys ready? Here we go. Psalm 22. It says this, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from my cries of anguish, my God, I cry out to you by day, but I do not hear an answer by night and I find no rest. Go down to verse six. It says, I am a worm and not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults at me, shaking their heads. He trusts in Yahweh, they say. Let Yahweh rescue him. Let him deliver him since he delights in him. And right here in this ancient psalm that was written hundreds of years before Jesus, he sees himself living in that moment. People were hurling insults at Jesus. It was a physical death, but it was also a social death on the cross. Jesus was being humiliated in front of hundreds of people. And as he is feeling that these feelings of abandonment and being alone, he calls out, my God, why have you forsaken me? The God of the universe came as Jesus of Nazareth. And as he was being crucified, like he paid for the sin of the world. He set us free from the grip that the enemy had on us and gave us life to the full life in his presence. But the God of the universe is questioning. He's, he's tired. He's beat. He's alone. Jesus, identifying with the human story, calls out to God in this honest moment of, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's powerful. So if you ever feel like, man, I just can't be real. I can't be honest. I can't question. I can't bring all of this stuff up to God. Uh, Jesus did. So I would encourage you, let's have faith like Jesus and let's be honest. But what I love about Psalm 22 is that it doesn't just leave us in hopelessness. It actually moves us to a place where we can trust in God's promise. You get this back and forth feeling to Psalm 22. So check this out. So right after the first stanza, where we get that line from Jesus, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I cry out to you, but I don't hear you. I find no rest. Right after that, in verse three, it says this. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In our ancestors, they put their trust in you and they trusted and you delivered them. To you, they cried out and were saved and you, they trusted and were not put to shame. And throughout the rest of the Psalm, you get this back and forth, like honesty, fear, uh, vulnerability, and you get hope and power and promise. And it goes back and forth between those two poles. And what I want to 
encourage you in today and the practices that we have for you today are that wherever you fall on this spectrum, God wants you to lean into him today. Okay, so here are the practices for you between this push and pull of honesty and hope. Okay, so the, the first one is if you're here and you're listening to this message and you've been just on the side of hope and joy and this quarantine and this whole situation where you've been at home and the coronavirus, if this hasn't really affected you and you've just been like, oh yeah, this is good. I'm good. We're going to be fine. Everything is okay. Um, you know, you get time off of, uh, doing homework and you're just chilling, doing your thing. Um, I would love to invite you into the practice of intercessory prayer. And this is where we take the hurt and the pain of the world. And we actually kind of go to bat for other people that are in more difficult situations than we are. Because this virus and this global pandemic is affecting people differently and on different levels. So you might not be affected by this, but there could be people, your next door neighbor, people across town that aren't as safe in an economic situation or being at home is actually really difficult and dangerous for them. So if you're in that place of like peace and hope, I would love to invite you into intercession just to ask God what is breaking his heart right now and be praying into that with him. Be partnering to bring the kingdom of God and intercede, meaning like take all of that for all those people and be bringing up their pain before God and say, God, would you move and would you heal? So because Jesus did that for us, he took our pain on him and he took it to the father and he did something about it. So I would love to invite you into that. If you're in that place of like, yeah, everything's great. Intercede and actually feel this raw pain that the rest of the world is feeling. But if you're on the side of like, man, I've been hopeless, I've been fearful, I've been racked with anxiety, I've been just like stuck and, and racked with this whole thing. Maybe you and your family has been really deeply affected uh, financially by this crisis. And what I want to say to you, if you're on that end of the spectrum, is that there is hope for you, that you were so worth everything that Jesus came and gave his life for you, that God sacrificed his life so that you could know him and have peace. And I love this, that you can have hope in the goodness and the truth of God. And if Psalms shows us anything, it's that it's okay to be feeling everything that you're feeling right now. That the fear is not actually our enemy. It can be a trigger that points us into deeper relationship with God if we let it. So my encouragement to you is balance out that honest fear and vulnerability with the hope and the power of God, because he has moved in the past, he is moving right now, and he will continue to move in power in your life. So, so I love you. We love you. We miss you a lot. But please continue to link into these practices with us. We're starting up Alpha this Thursday. Get plugged into Alpha. And on top of that, we're doing Wednesday night Zoom hangs uh, at 7 p.m. So we'd love to see you join us for any of that. You're good. We miss you and we will talk to you real soon.